But when you think about it, you know, we talked about people being depressed and 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 people not not realizing that there's something out there bigger than they are as individuals. Um, the social part of who we are as human beings was was more suppressed on a grand scale over the past mm-hmm. three years than it's ever been in American history. And a lot of those people, you know, I just saw an article uh, again, again, yesterday or the day before about how more teen girls right now are, 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 are dealing with massive depression and suicide and suicidal thoughts and, and things like that. You know, without that social, that without that true social interaction, the social fabric of who we are, um, uh, you know, things like that, and, and and being forcibly separated from, you know, loved ones and, and things over the past three years, we, we've seen just record amounts of, of depression and, and suicide and suicidal thoughts and, and just just all these different things breaking down as a result of that social fabric being torn. To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, We must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we're speaking with Wilk Wilkinson. He is a influencer, a podcast host. His podcast is called Derate the Hate. Wilk, could you please introduce yourself? Let people know just a little more about you. Yeah, I'd absolutely. I'd be happy to. Thank you for having me. So I am Wilk. I uh, I'm the host and well creator and host of the Derate the Hate podcast. I um. I live in the Midwest. I, you know, grew up, uh, grew up all over the Midwest in the late seventies, early eighties. And, and, uh, you know, as, uh, as time has progressed, I lived down South for several years and I came back up here and, and over the past several years, I just saw things becoming more toxic and, uh, uh you know, especially online with the, uh, uh, with the gain in popularity in, in social media and and all the things that have been going on in politics and and uh, it just you know Ed as I as I watched things become more and more toxic and and then myself went on my own journey of going from anger and toxicity to more civility and uh, more docile lifestyle let's say. I uh, I decided I wanted to do something, you know, I wanted to do something with that. And, and uh, so I started the Derate the Hate podcast to, uh, to try and, and drive people towards a better mindset, uh, try and use some of the tips and tricks that I've used in my life uh, to, uh, to just make the world a better place, man, help people uh, 
help people better their attitudes. And as we better ourselves as individuals, we better the world around us. So that's what I do now. I like what you're doing. I went through some of your episodes and you're doing the right thing. Conversation, you know, and it's not those get together and buddy, buddy conversation. This is conversations that people really need in our world today. And derate the hate. I really like that. We really do need that in our world. There's so much toxicity everywhere. And it really takes people like us stepping up and having good conversations, the hard conversations without attitudes. It's just the need to really get to the bottom of the issue and resolve and come back together as a union. Because I, I'm with you. I see a lot of the same things in our world. I don't have to be right. I've learned to be kind to others. And that took a while. You know, learning those acts of kindness can really change the world. It's not easy, especially if, well, your own background, you come from a very poor background like myself. And that can teach you a lot and give you a lot of humility. And it can humble you in many ways. So sharing is important. What, what was that thing that made it, I need to change the world and I'm going to step up no matter how long or how hard it is, but I'm going to try to change the world one person at a time. What was that catalyst for you? Well, thanks for that question, Ed, because it's, you know, I don't know that there was any one catalyst necessarily, but what I did start to realize uh, after, you know, being miserable for so long myself, you know, being, uh, being an unhappy person, being, being angry and, you know, I wasn't always angry. My outward persona, my out, uh, you know, was not always angry, but I was always angry inside. I was always miserable, you know, and, and it and it took a long time for me to personally realize that misery does not bring about happiness in in anybody else, and and I had to learn that for me to be a positive influence on anybody else, I first had to fix myself. And so, so that, that took a lot of alone time, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of, a lot of things like that. And then as I became a happier person with who I was and, 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 you know, just, just the person that I was becoming, I started to realize that projecting that out to other people was, was going to make, the world a better place because ultimately I, I may sound cliche ed but you got to be the change that you want to see in the world so as i was becoming happier as i was becoming a better me the better person that i wanted to be i was watching the world get more more angry you know more specifically our country you know i was watching things especially online you know i talk about i talk about social media and this internet ecosystem as being this dumpster fire of hate lies and misinformation right because it's it, it's all around us but those algorithms in those platforms build on that 
they 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 use that i mean that's what they that's what they use if you seek hate you'll find more hate if you seek happiness you'll find more happiness well, i started thinking about that as an algorithm in and of itself and I, I started thinking about how our brains work you know i started thinking about how our brains work and i started thinking about this thing called the reticular activating system that i had heard about back in the day when i was uh, a mortgage broker and and how our brain will seek out these points of affirmation. So if we if we focus on what we're grateful for, if we focus on the things that that we like in life, if we focus on what's familiar to us, we will continue to see more and more of that. But if we're miserable, if we're miserable and always looking for something to be pissed off about or something that's ugly in this world, we'll continue to see more of what's ugly. So those algorithms that social media and, and and this internet ecosystem uses to keep people mad, our brain will do the same thing. So I had this t-shirt company that that I was really, you know, I, I, I had good intentions in starting it and and it was kind of a play on on words. It was failed understanding apparel, but it was a big FU logo on a scroll and you know so as FU apparel and and uh, some of the the slogans and sayings that I would come up with would really get people upset. I mean, go figure, right? And nobody's just reaching out to say, "Hey, this makes a lot of sense," and 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 you're really doing good with this. The only thing I was getting was this ugliness all the time. I mean, just hate mail. So I thought about that, and I'm like, "Well, I'm going to start a haters happy hour, and I'm going to do this thing on, you know, called a <laughs> podcast, and and yeah. and." You know, and then I got to thinking about that. And I'm like, so my whole journey was about trying to accentuate the positive and seek out points of positive affirmation in my life. Why am I going to start putting out all the negativity and toxicity that are people are throwing on me? Now, I still do. I point that out from time to time. I'm not going to lie. But I didn't want the podcast to be that. So I, so I started it with one thing and I kind of took an S curve and uh, started just pointing out good you know and, and people trying to do good and, and uh and i'm not gonna lie i still put i you know i still talk about some controversial stuff that that you know may may kind of you know rub people the wrong way but i try to do it in a way and and uh, you know you've listened to my podcast i try to do it in a way whether i agree with you or not you made a good you made a great point there a little bit earlier ed when you said you know it's not always about being right but it's about being kind right we have to see the humanity in those people that even if we don't agree with them, we got to see the humanity in, in what they're doing and hope that they'll return that kindness to us. There's some people you're just never going to get to, and hopefully they have that awakening at some point. But you know what? If I'm having a conversation with somebody, even if I don't agree with them, I'm going to be kind. It's going to be a civil conversation, and we're going to ask each other questions because, again, what you said earlier is so important. It's about having the conversation. And that's so true. You know, that's what built America to its greatness. You know, that diversity of thought and the yeah. willingness to accept it. You know, a lot of the here and now bickering used to be kept under the carpet and in closets. And a lot of people didn't really address the feelings inside. And now we're seeing this generation coming up where they're bold in your face addressing issues and 
the way it's done might not be the best, but you know, that's how we get change is through those disruptions. And I, I encourage proper disruptions when it's not going to violate people or property. And this is where we get true change. And of course, we always have those individuals that will not stop until violence erupts. And we're seeing a lot of that in our society today. And a lot of us forget about history and the Civil War in particular, and how hurtful that can be when we're that broken. And right now, it's the most polarized I've seen in my life. And that's very concerning to me. But on the other hand, I'm prepared for most actions. And I feel that's the way people should be in their life, have intention and purpose. What's your thought on all of that? Well, having purpose is one of the most important things a person can can have. I mean, when people wander around aimlessly like a ship without a rudder, Ed, they they and they don't have that purpose. They don't have uh they, they don't have they don't live with true intention, they don't live with purpose, they just they're just kind of a leaf blowing in the wind, right? They they don't really yeah. know what they're here for. Um, you know, not to make it a religious conversation, but but you know, some people find purpose in God. Some people find purpose in marriage. Some people find purpose in kids. You know, I find purpose in all three of those things, you know, and I also find purpose in my profession and what I what I do for my my main source of income. You know, if you do not have purpose, right? And that's one of the things I think you talked about this this latest generation or this newest generation, Ed. A lot of the they just don't know how they don't have purpose. We're seeing record rates of of depression and 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 suicide and and things like that. People just don't know what they're here for. They don't have something that they well, first of all, they've been told that that they that that they are this I don't know, this probably label. Well, yeah, they're everybody's labeled and they're put in a box, first of all, and that's no good. I talk about that all the time, you know, get, you know, eject them labels, get out of the box, you know, that kind of thing. But people are, it's kind of like this self-esteem generation and, and people are, are are told to have this enormous self-esteem without ever having done anything and without ever being held to account for what they should be doing. Right. So if you tell somebody that they've got this huge self-esteem yet they have never done anything to earn that self-esteem they don't believe any they don't believe that there's a higher power than them because they've been told that they're the focal point of of their own life you know be true to you and 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 this thing you know which it has some merit but eventually the human brain starts to realize i'm living a facade because i've not done anything real I am not the center of the universe and I'm supposed to believe I'm something 
that are, you know something that that's amazing. We used to we used to strive to make people do things and want to do things and and you know get out there find a good job make make a make a good living provide for a family do these things build a self esteem that's built on something more than a house of cards right so when you talk about purpose and you talk about intention and and stuff like this without without when you think you're the center of the universe but you soon realize that you're not it crushes people. What do you expect to happen? I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where it's very sad, but but you you have to almost expect that when that house of cards comes crumbling down, yeah, what's the next thing? Depression. They've never been held to account for anything. That's another thing I talk a lot about is is gratitude and personal accountability. Two of the biggest things that that this world is lacking today. You add those, get those in there. And things start to correct themselves pretty quickly. Yeah, that's right. You know, truth and integrity. I really think if we see more of that coming about, we're going to see this shift. And really, you know, to build on what you were just saying, those depressive bouts that we all battle in our life when we hit rock bottom. And I've been there quite a few times in my life. Me too, but brother. The character that it builds coming out of those deepest, darkest, depressive states, it makes you rock solid in those wishy-washy times. And like now, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, my wife and I, we would have been freaking out about what's happening in the world. But now it's like, well, I'm prepared for just about anything. So why should I put myself through that stress? When we actually get to that point in life, things actually start getting better. And I can attest to the fact that those depressive thoughts, those thoughts that I can't do this and I'm not worth this has actually built me into what I am today. Oh, that's good, man. That's good because, you know, you, you touched on something there, Ed, that, that I think a lot of people need to realize. You look at this this dark and scary world that we live in right now, and, and you, yeah, you can focus on all the bad that's going on around us, and you could, or you can focus on all the good that's going on around us, but what you really need to realize is there are so many things outside of our control as an individual, right? So many things right. outside of our control as an individual, but it's how we react to those things that really makes the difference. So what you're talking about, you're talking about being prepared. You know, you're talking about 25, 30 years ago. Well, you and I were much younger men then and not prepared for just about anything. Hell, I was barely prepared for what I was going to do on Saturday night. Certainly didn't know how I was going to make the <laughs> rent right. that next month or or whatever, right? But and and everything seemed like a crisis because I wasn't prepared for anything, you know. That's right. Mentally or <laughs> mentally, economically right. or financially, uh, you know, nothing. But as you get older, as you start to build purpose, right? Having that wife, having the, having the children, you know, caring about something bigger than yourself. 
Yes. You start to realize that, okay, there's all these things outside of my control. I'm going to do my best to prepare for those things that are outside of my control. And I'm not going to focus on what I can't control. What I am going to do is I'm going to focus on how I react to those things that are outside my control. And I'm going to do my best to nail it every time I get an opportunity to make something happen. That's right. That's big and key right there too. When you get a chance to dance, get up and do the jig, make it happen. And so many of us miss it when we get that opportunity. And this, this is disturbing because this is how people learn through others. It's old as the hills. We gather around a fire and share stories and it intrigues us and makes us curious. So actually communication and stories, these are mindsets that will never go away. They are always going to be there because that's what we're about. We're social creatures. And like you alluded to earlier, it's not the online social that our brains actually crave. It's the personal interaction when we can get deep and personal and finding that curiosity in our own self. And if we surround ourselves with what we want to be, the Gandhi thing, I've got it on the wall, be the change you wish to see in the world. It, yep. It's so true. And once you start living it, it changes lives. And I'm witness to that. And because of that, I've, I've changed my own life. And it's all about that first step. What, what, what drives us to that first step? And what's an easier way for us to understand we don't have to go this alone? Right. Well, I think I think the most important. Well, you said a lot of important things there, Ed, and 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 I just want people to realize that we are social creatures. That's why one of the things you know, one of the greatest travesties in American history has been the been what happened over the last three years. You know, and and I don't know what side of that topic you're on either, but and 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 it's you know really kind of irrelevant. But when you think about it, you know, we talked about people being depressed and 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 people not not realizing that there's something out there bigger than they are as individuals. Um, the social part of who we are as human beings was, was more suppressed on a grand scale over the past mm -hmm. three years than it's ever been in American history. And a lot of those people, you know, I just saw an article uh, again, again, yesterday or the day before about how more teen girls right now are, 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 are dealing with massive depression and suicide and suicidal thoughts and, and things like that, you know, without that social, that without that true social interaction, the social fabric of who we are, um, uh, you know, things like that, and, and, and being forcibly separated from, you know, loved ones and, and things over the past three years, we, we've seen just record amounts of, of depression and, and suicide and suicidal thoughts and, and just, just all these different things breaking down as a result of 
that social fabric being torn. It's it's awful, but it can be fixed. It it can be fixed, and and the way that it gets fixed, Ed, like you said, we've got to have those conversations. We've got to get around those campfires. We got to stand in the driveway with our neighbor that we you know we may not agree on everything. But we gotta have, you know, we gotta stand in the driveway and have that cold beer with the neighbor and and just talk because, you know what? That's what made this country so great is is the ability to have conversations with those that that we just, you know, we don't have to agree on everything. We don't even have to agree on seventy percent of everything. What we have to do is we have to be civil to each other. You know, that's what we've always done. That's what we got to do again. That's why I do so much work with, you know, Braver Angels is because their their sole mission is bridging that divide. And and if yeah. we don't rebuild that social fabric in this country that made this country so great, we're in trouble. And I, and I, it's it's unnecessary trouble. You know, people who yes. people who are actually out there actively trying to shut down dissenting speech or dissenting thought or, or or things like that. I mean, you got college campuses all over this country that won't allow certain people of a, let's say a, a, a political perspective to speak on their campus because they're, I don't know, afraid that somebody's going to hear a word that might offend them. That's it. That's not how yeah. this works. Yeah. That's not how any of that's it works. Right. That's right. No, I understand completely, you know, and I try to stay unbiased in political views because mm-hmm. I do see merit on both sides, but I can tell you both sides right now are spewing baby food at us and mm-hmm. lies and uh, these high school fights that yeah. when when I watched Nancy Pelosi tear the state of the union speech i about oh my god you know we we really have to stop those antics in our politics that's the biggest showroom in our country in the world right and we've got that display of immaturity going on in our and we're electing these people (laughs) and yeah, not one of them actually understand the Constitution, and this well. is alarming. Yeah, yeah. well, they might understand it, but they use it for their power and their control mechanisms, and that's alarming. So, yeah. to really be free in America, you have to kind of understand how civics work, and most of us shy away from that. Yeah. And that's what this this show is about, is we're trying to get that feeling of dead in America out of our system. And everybody should have a voice. Everyone should come forward and try to make that change in a positive way, not through uh, firearms. And I, I love firearms. I have plenty of them. But. I'm not going to go out and shoot somebody because I'm mad at them or I have a dispute with them. That's right. Our in, emotional intelligence level is like a kindergartner. And this is where I looked into that Braver Angels and it's it's something needed very much. I applaud you guys for what you're doing. 
So, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Why don't you tell people about that organization and what you are working with them and doing? So, yeah, Braver Angels is, and thanks for asking, because you're right, the, the organization Braver Angels is one of the uh, premier um, organizations out there right now trying to bridge the political divide, bringing together people of all, uh, you know, minds, uh, mindsets and, and thoughts and, and bringing them together in a, uh, in, in a socially civil way to have the conversations that so many people have just shied away from in recent years. You know, it started back in 2016 during the, you know, the, the, uh, the first um, Clinton and, and Trump um, election cycle, right? And our presidential uh, election cycle with, with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. And uh, a group of people, you know, equal numbers of, say, liberal Democrats uh, and conservative Republicans came together in Ohio for a meeting of the minds. Let's just sit down have a conversation loosely based on the tenets of uh, you know, marriage counseling, right? And have these conversations with each other and get to know who each other is. You know, why do you feel this way about that candidate? Why do you feel this way about that candidate? You know, is there some common ground in what we believe? And once you start to peel away those, you know, peel away those those layers of the onion and, and get past all the all that crap on the outside, you know, you start to see that we do have a lot more in common than these, you know, these these instigators would have you believe. Right. And that's the way it's always been is like, OK, well, you're going to have politicians jump up there and do their political theater but at the end of the day they're probably just going to end up going out and having drinks together or having dinner together or going over to each other's house on the weekends and do there's genuine hate there now and, and they they spew that hatred for all the world to see they show their ass to the whole planet every time they get in front of a camera and so the great thing about you know braver angels is we bring everybody together, you know, from one side of the political spectrum to the other. One of the things that I do uh, most regularly with them is an organization or as a uh, kind of a, it's not an offshoot, it's just a, a product of or a kind of a, a small branch of Braver Angels called the We the People's Project. Started as the Working People's Project, and then we just kind of transitioned into the We the People's Project. But it's what it does is it brings together that diverse group of people, but it's typically going to be the working class people who are often spoken of, but seldom spoken to, and gives those people a chance at the podium, gets them up in front of a microphone and be able to speak about how they feel about the subject. So we have monthly forums and, and, and you know, people can join on Zoom and listen to a, a couple featured speakers and then share question and experience stuff. I also do a lot of work with the editorial team trying to um, I'm an unapologetic conservative, right? I, and and one of the things that 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 Braver Angels is is really wanting right now is to get more people with a conservative mindset in there, so that their voices can be heard. 
You know, it's it's and I don't know where you fall, Ed, and you don't even have to tell me where you fall on the political spectrum. I could probably guess. But the reality is, as conservatives, (laughs) for the longest time, just wanted to be left alone. Right. People, I mean, they might think about politics. They might vote every two or four years, but they really just wanted to be left alone. They didn't want to get in the muck and the mire and argue with people that they, you know, it's like, whatever, that's for different people. I just want to live my life. I want to be left alone. I want to live as an individual. And and I might vote in two years. I might not. But they just wanted to be left alone. In the past four to six years, well, actually a little bit more than that now, they've realized that I've got to get in the fight because my country's, you know, things are getting way too far away from what I'm comfortable with. Right. And then yes. then it's just gotten more and more ugly since, you know, uh, since then. Not to get into the political thing, but we need those voices in there. Right. We need yes. to have everybody's voice. You know, we'd want people from the far left, people from the far right, everybody in between to come in and have those conversations with one main rule. You do it in a civil way. You know, you're not coming to change anybody's mind. But we got to have the conversation. So we want to be heard. Everybody, every human being, right, at the end of the day, they want to be heard. They want to have the same thing that their neighbor has. They want to be treated with respect. You know, we, we've got these basic human needs. But it really starts with being heard. Because if you're not heard, you're typically not going to listen to the other guy. If you don't feel like you're heard, because oftentimes perception is reality, if you don't feel like you're heard, those ears close up pretty quick. So people got to have that conversation, Ed. Braver Angels is helping people do it. It is such an important organization. I spend so much time working with them because I know, I know that if we do not have those conversations with the people, I mean, we can talk to people that agree with us all day long. It's not going to get anything done. You know, half the garbage right. that we see on social media, people are just shouting into an echo chamber because all they're doing right. is is talking to the people that believe the same way that they do. You know, if we don't have those conversations with the other folks that don't necessarily agree with us, we're going to be lost as a country because it's not going to get better on its own. That's right. And, you know, it's the same feeling on the other side. You know, they they feel lost and not heard if you're not listening to them. And I've been doing that with our podcast, bringing people in. I don't have to agree with. Them. I want to know where you are, what you're thinking, because if we don't know what the heartbeat of America is, how can we steer it? That's and right. this is critical. Uh, I'm a proud conservative. I, I am traditional in my ways, but I don't hold other people to my values. It, it's a hard lesson that I've had to learn. I've voted both Democrat and Republican. Mm-hmm. I would rather be just independent because, but it's hard. You have to choose the person at the time and then go with it. You know, Mm -hmm. it it really means doing your homework. And too many of us just go with 
the chatterbox online and that's what they're voting and that is so damning to america it's it's destructive so being well educated it doesn't matter your viewpoint but educated in way the way that change takes place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we've lost that and that's why we see Seattle getting, you know, banged around all of these major cities going to hell because nobody's actually addressing the actual problem. And that's a lot of mental health issues. And that's not gun control or anything like that. That's actually how are these people being raised and what are they being fed? And if we don't take control of that, we're in for a world of hurt. And it's already so deep and thick that everybody feels lost. Sure. Well, and, the, and you know, Ed, the leading cause of hate, I, I don't care what culture you're from, where you're from, the leading cause of hate is really ignorance. And, and that's, that's yes. what, it, you know, so when you talk about becoming educated, it doesn't mean book smart necessarily the 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 education that you need is learning who that other person is because uh, again that's right you know yeah it 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 really you know i i think about it because you're right i i will like you ed i will have a conversation with anybody and it does not matter who they are um if they treat me with dignity and respect i will treat them with dignity and respect you know if uh if if it if you know if the conversation goes sideways you know then it's probably not a conversation that needs to be continued but i'm not going to be the one again i'll go back to what i said earlier i am going to control what i can control i can't control That's what right. somebody else is going to say i can't control what somebody else is going to do i can only control how i react to it you know and i'm going to go into each conversation with curiosity like you mentioned before and a genuine desire to learn who that person is the problem is so often is people who hate somebody on the other side do not understand who that person is they understand what they think that person is they have this perception of who that person is but if they hate that other person they most likely do not understand that person you know, it's just like a friend of mine, uh, Jeff Scoop, recently said in 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 an interview that he did. He's a he's 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 the former head of the American Neo Nazi Party, the, the National Socialist Party. Mm-hmm. He runs an organization now called the uh, Beyond Barriers uh, USA dot org. He's devoted his life to trying undo the hate that he's done his whole life. You know. Or him and, and and the people that followed him did his whole life. He's doing incredible work. But like he said, Nazis most often they not they don't know that they're evil, right? They don't know that they're evil. And until they are exposed to and 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 somehow have that breakthrough and see yeah. that the people that they hate are not the people that they thought they were. They don't realize what they've been doing is evil. Okay. So 
the the reality is is so often the people that or or the 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 catalyst for hate is ignorance it's ignorance right. because if person a hates person b i'll bet you dollars to donuts person a doesn't know anything about person b you know that's right so yeah we have one major obligation and that's to hate evil you know <laughs> if yeah. if and and i don't even know that i want to say it that way because hate really doesn't do anything to to i, I mean I, i'm all about eliminating hate but i think god wants us to hate evil like i said not to get into a a a, right. a, a religious discussion but it's the cup of again, wrath e what's that it's the cup of wrath yeah and it hasn't right. flowed over yet right so in order to help, and, and I believe, you know, that's why I did, that's why I got to know Jeff Scoop, you know, because I do believe in redemption for radicals. You know, it's not for me to judge if somebody's tried to turn their life around like he has and is now doing so much good, you know, yes. we can, evil can be overcome. Now, sometimes people cannot, you know, they 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 must pay the penance for their evil and, and they don't belong amongst society but if we don't at least try to help them to redeem themselves they're going to remain evil from now until the time that they meet their maker right so i, I That's think so important yes I, I think that we have an obligation to hate the evil but not hate the evil doer right that's right so that's right that's what i meant to say earlier i just didn't say it the way that i wanted to say it but uh i like but, that but yeah so so hate the evil acts hate the evil mindset but we also have to try and make ground and we'll go right back to that saying gandhi said be the change that you want to see in the world right if we don't at least have a conversation if we don't attempt to show that person a better way, we can't save them and the evil will continue. That's right. That's so. that's huge what you just laid out. Well, uh, our time is running out. I could talk to you for hours and those conversations keep having them, you know, because they're very important. And one conversation at a time, we can wake people up or make them aware that there might be a different way and give them the power to educate themselves. And anytime somebody's seeking to learn, take the time and teach them what you know. We all know a little bit, but together we know a heck of a lot. And we've lost that. So do you have a call to action for our listeners today? Yeah, go to uh go to deratethehate.com, you know, check out the derate the hate podcast. It's it's uh we're all about bettering the world one attitude at a time. So there's uh there's there's a whole range of different guests that we've had on there. We we try to give people, you know, people things to 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 improve their mindset, bettering the world one attitude at a time. It's really what it's all about. You know, if we better us, better ourselves as individuals, we will better the world as a result, and that's what we're all about doing. That's right. And we need more of that. And a conversation is actually very 
very life-changing if you allow yourself to just have a conversation. And the most important part of that is listening. And once we do that the right way, we're changing the world. Wilk, it's been a pleasure having you part of the Dead America podcast. And I want to say thank you for being part of it today. It's been a great pleasure, Ed. Keep up doing what you're doing with the Dead America podcast. And uh man, I uh I look forward to uh look forward to all the all the great things that that come out of the conversations that you and I both have on the uh on the podcast uh platforms that we have, man. Take care of yourself. Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.